It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It's Monday, October 10th. Ah, I got a whole week of this now, right? This is the beginning of the week. We got a long way to go here. It is overreaction Monday. And we're not the only ones overreacting. Fans overreact every Monday. I get it. The NFL overreacted this weekend. I'll explain later. The UK dream season is over. The dream season is over. Will Levis in a boot. No offense. No plan to have a backup quarterback, apparently. If I gave backup quarterback grades today, Louisville gets an A+. Kentucky gets an F-. The last time I saw an F-, I was in college. Saw a lot of them. Didn't last long. F-, not a good grade. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text in the show at that number, 414-1450. Uh, a lot to get to today. It's Black Monday in Charlotte. Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule has been relieved of his duties. He was 1-4 this season, 11-27 in two-plus seasons as head coach of the Panthers. The former Baylor coach, We'll probably now take whatever buyout he gets and end up uh, back in college coaching a, a Power 5 program. He was great at Baylor. No reason to think he won't be great in college again. Some guys just don't make the transition. Ask Nick Saban. Ask Steve Spurrier. Sometimes you go from college to the pros and it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. All great college coaches are not great professional coaches. All great NFL coaches are not great college coaches. That's just how it works. So Matt Rule is the first head coach to lose his job this season. And it's not even a bye week. The Panthers go to the Rams this weekend. A lot to get to today. Bama is now number three. They're the first team in over 25 years to win and drop from number one to number three. Nebraska, that'll tell you how long ago it was, was the last team that happened to. But Bama's number three, Georgia back up to number one. Ohio State even jumps ahead of Alabama. Alabama was lucky to win on Saturday. Lucky to win. Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Clemson moves ahead of Michigan after Michigan beats Indiana by 21. And Michigan drops to number five. By the way... I'm back where I started. Remember early in the year, first week of the season, the unsponsored six-pack went one and five? I fought very hard the next few weeks, next several weeks, to get it back to 500. 18, 17, and one going into this weekend. One and five bit me again. I told you on Friday. I said this out loud on the air. We have it on record. This is the week to bet against me. I'm due for a bad week. Thank you, Buffalo Bills, for not making me winless. One up, five down. Well under 500 again. 
Got to dig out of the hole. Got to do a little little hard research this week to try to uh, get back on top. NFL yesterday, and, and I'll talk more about this tomorrow. This is College Football Monday, College Football Overreaction Day today. But Tom Brady, I guess you can't touch him. He got sacked yesterday near the end of the game. Atlanta, down six, was going to get the ball back with a chance to go down and win it. And then the flag comes out from referee Jerome Bogart. Roughing the passer. He didn't rough the passer, the defender for the Falcons. He tackled the the, uh, quarterback. He brought him to the ground. He didn't land on top of him or jump on top of him or slam him to the ground. But it's Tom Brady. How many quarterbacks in the NFL get that call yesterday? One. The answer is one. I'm not even going to wait for your response. The answer is one. It's Tom Brady. And part of it is it's the Atlanta Falcons. If the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys or the Chiefs or the Bills or the Eagles make that tackle, I don't think there's a flag. So you had a combination of a team that's not going anywhere, the Atlanta Falcons, and the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, with a six-point lead after leading 21-0 in the fourth quarter. Atlanta had come back, and they throw the flag. Arthur Smith, the head coach, was unbelievably restrained in the postgame. Unbelievably restrained. And Tom Brady himself said, well, I don't throw the flags. Basically saying, yeah, that wasn't roughing the passer. I've uh, had non, not had flags thrown for much harder hits. So that was an embarrassment for the NFL. And it's part of the NFL overreaction this weekend. It's an overreaction to Tua Tonga-Vailoa. We have to take these injuries seriously. I agree 100% with that sentiment. However, you can't go too far the other way. Teddy Bridgewater came out yesterday after one play where he hurt his elbow. He was in concussion protocol. He cleared concussion protocol. Now, the problem is he plays for the same team as Tua, and they messed it up once. They weren't going to mess it up again. They kept him out the rest of the game, and the Dolphins get waxed by the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 40-17. to Teddy Bridgewater was cleared. It was an elbow injury. One doctor said he thought he saw Teddy Bridgewater stagger after the hit, which, which produced a safety in the end zone. Nobody else saw it. I've watched the tape. I've watched the, the re- replay of that play and Teddy walking off the field. I don't see anything. Overreaction. That's what happens. It's better than the, the underreaction that we had two weeks ago, three weeks ago with Tua. It's better than that, but still not good. Skyler Thompson came in to finish the game at, uh, for the Dolphins. Did not go well. They're now 3-2. and two. The Eagles are 5-0. and oh. The Cowboys and Giants are 4-1. and one. Who saw that coming in the NFC East? We all saw the Commanders 1-4. and four, But who saw the other three teams being a combined 13-2? and two? And the Cowboys play at Philadelphia Sunday night football. Ought to be fun. Brandon Staley, I'll talk about the Chargers coach's decision to go for it on fourth down. Still shaking my head. Justin Tucker is the best coach kicker in the history of NFL football. 
He beat the Bengals with a 43-yard field goal last night after a 58-yarder earlier in the game. And the Bengals have now lost all three games on the last play of the game. They're 2-3, and three, all three losses, last play of the game. Yikes. Major League Baseball playoffs, we'll get to that. The Phillies advance, the uh, Padres advance last night, the Guardians and the Mariners also advance. Tomorrow we will begin divisional series play. How do you handle your star quarterback being out? Kentucky didn't handle it very well. And part of the problem was you got transfers, people leave. Will Levis is coming back for another year. Other guys want to go play somewhere, they leave. So you're left with guys on the bench who aren't ready to play college quarterback yet, may never be ready to play. Enter Kaya, I don't even know how to say it, Kaya Sharon. 15 of 27, 178 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He was sacked six times. The defense did all it could for the most part. Now, they did not stop the run. South Carolina had 178 rushing yards in the 24-14 win over previously 13th-ranked Kentucky. Kentucky dropped to 22 this week. Two weeks ago, they were ninth, or was it seventh? They were top 10. But Will Levis was in a boot, came out, went through the catwalk in a boot, came out on the field before the game in, a, in sweats in a boot, and it was obvious quickly he was not going to play. Kentucky went from a 10.5-point favorite at the beginning of the week to as low as a 2.5-point favorite Saturday late afternoon. And the first play of the game – First play of the game, let's try a double reverse. I don't even know if they were going to pitch it back to the quarterback for a bomb. I don't know that because it never got that far. And it wasn't the new quarterback's fault. That's the play caller's fault. Why are you making it difficult for the new guy? Hand the ball to Chris Rodriguez on the first play of the game. Everybody knows you're going to do it. South Carolina knows you're going to do it. But do it anyway. Sometimes you do what they know you're going to do. Double reverse. Maybe a triple reverse with a pass. I don't know. Chris Rodriguez gets the ball. He's trying to give it to the receiver coming around the end. South Carolina busts that play wide open, and they have first and goal at the two-yard line. And you're down 7 to nothing before most of the crowd is even in the stadium. Chris Rodriguez had 22 carries for 126 yards. He should have had more carries. I don't know how many times it happened, but there were multiple times that on first down, C-Rod got between four and seven yards, and on second down, Kentucky tried to throw the football with a new quarterback. Tavion Robinson got hurt. He's on the depth chart for next week. Dane Key's on the depth chart for next week. Will Levis, by the way, on the depth chart released this morning, is on there for next week as the starting quarterback. Tavion Robinson only had one catch, 27 yards, before he went out with an injury. 
The big three receivers, remember those guys, the three guys that Rich Scangarello said are all going to play on Sunday? They combined for five catches for 55 yards. Tavion Robinson, Dane Key, Barry on Brown. Kentucky had 299 yards of total offense. And the problem is there was no threat of a pass. Even though he did throw for 178, there was no South Carolina was not afraid of the pass, especially the deep pass. They could load the box, and Chris Rodriguez, I thought, did an admirable job. He was carrying tacklers. The uh, offensive line was doing all right in the run game, not as all right in the pass game. But he didn't use him enough. 22 carries sounds like a lot of carries. Not when your All-American quarterback is out. And you've got a freshman who's played two snaps in his career. Two, you know, wash-up snaps. Finish the game out snaps. Ill-prepared offense. It was ill-prepared. I mean, I know you got to put some different things in for, for a, a different philosophy when you're Star is out, but a double reverse on the first play. Kentucky was lucky that this game was 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. They had a punt blocked. When your quarterback's out, your special teams can't play poorly. They can't. And they did, yet again. Punt block, luckily, didn't lead to anything. And it was 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. And Mark Stoops should have been ecstatic that it was 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. And I think from his halftime interview, he was ecstatic. Hey, we just got to quit making mistakes. We're fine. They did nothing in the second half. Mop up touchdown to make it 24 to 14. And the dream season is over. The we can win the SEC cease dream is done. It's over, Alice. Tennessee's really good. Kentucky fan never wants to hear that. Georgia's still Georgia. You had an opportunity, you were going to have an opportunity to win both of those games and have a chance to win the SEC East. Now you got a Mississippi State team coming to Lexington on Saturday that's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They're good. One loss. They crushed Arkansas last week, or, or Texas A&M last week, Arkansas this week. They're really good. Mike Leach former Kentucky assistant, is bringing a Will Rogers quarterback and a really good offense and defense into Lexington next week. And I don't know how healthy Will Levis will be. As I mentioned, he's on the depth chart. I don't know what that means. Would Will Levis in a boot be a better option than any of the other quarterbacks on the roster not in a boot? Can't play in a boot. I understand that. But to Kentucky fans, this was the year. Last year, you didn't know a whole lot about Levis coming into the season. You knew you had Chris Rodriguez, and you thought, okay, this could be fun. They gave a shot. And Ten wins later, you're going, Levis is coming back? We're going to compete for the East. We're going to compete for a bowl game here, for a big-time bowl game. New Year's Day 6, or, or do we dare dream playoff? Playoff? 
Tony Burke says, I sound angry. By the way, happy birthday, Tony Burke. 59 years old today. Hopefully he'll be in on Wednesday. Celebrate. You only become you only turn 59 once. I think that's right, Gary. Yep. Happy birthday, Tony. Yes, I am angry. I'm angry when Kentucky plays poorly. I'm angry when the coaching doesn't do what I think it should do. Now, there's a reason I'm not a coach. I'm angry when Louisville plays poorly. I don't understand it. I was pretty happy at 3 o'clock Saturday. Louisville had gone into Virginia and won. And they turned. They were an underdog at the beginning of that game. And their backup quarterback was better than Kentucky's backup quarterback. All right, let's take a break, Gary. I, I'm, I'm going to try to not be angry. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the Cards' win over Virginia and Indiana's loss to Michigan after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Ah. All right, I'm much better now. Because now I get to talk about Louisville. Louisville with a nice win over Virginia. And that's what it is. It's a nice win. It's not a big win. It's not a great win. It's Virginia. They're still winless in the ACC. They're not very good. They're not any better than Boston College was, who you should have beaten. All right, I'm getting angry again. There I go. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Give Scott Satterfield and his staff credit. They were down 10-0 in Virginia, and it looked like, uh uh-oh, here we go again. But Brock Dolman apparently did get the proper instruction this week after Louisville knew early that Malik Cunningham was not going to be able to play. 17 of 30, 275, a touchdown passing, two interceptions. He was sacked six times, but he carried the ball nine times for 71 yards, including a very impressive ball fake on a 44-yard touchdown run. He did what he needed to do. And the Cards scored 34 points here. Travion Cooley, 18 for 77 and a touchdown. On the ground, uh, Tyon Evans didn't play. I mean, your best two offensive players are out of this game. And you put up 34. I don't know what that says about Louisville or Virginia. Maybe Virginia just stinks. Maybe they just stink. In fact, they probably stink. Odds are they stink. But Louisville stunk, too, the week before. And we sort of expected Louisville to stink again. What are they going to do if Malik doesn't play? I've said that all year long. How bad is it going to be if Malik Cunningham doesn't play? It was bad for about eight minutes. Then it was great the rest of the day. UofL had 473 total yards of offense. As I mentioned, Kentucky had 299. A-minus for Louisville's backup quarterback situation. F A-plus, excuse me, F-minus for Kentucky. They also held Virginia to 319 yards, six rushing yards. 
the defense came to play. And Brennan Armstrong, who was highly touted after last year, the quarterback for Virginia, has been bad all season long, and Louisville decided we're going to assume, we're going to hope he's still bad, and we're going to stop the run. And he was bad, and they did stop the run. That's how you win the football game. Six rushing yards for Virginia. He threw for 313 yards, but he also made mistakes, big-time mistakes. And Louisville took advantage. Three Virginia turnovers led to Louisville points. Cards turned it over twice. You expect that with a backup quarterback. You do. But you won the turnover battle. Your defense came to play. They didn't at Boston College. They didn't at Syracuse. They did at Central Florida. They did at Virginia. It's a it's a coin flip every week. It's a coin flip. And as a coaching staff, you try to get them to do the things more consistently that they did in the wins. But you really don't have a whole lot of control over it. Because when it's gone south for Louisville this year, it's gone dead south. You got a week off. This is a great week for a bye. It's a great week for a bye because you're, you're coming off a win. You're 3-3. Three and three. Nobody around Louisville is talking about Jeff Brom. Even though Purdue went to Maryland and won their second Big Ten road game in a row, and you could be back on the Brom wagon, I get it, they're 4-2, and two. they might win the Big Ten West. They might win, actually win the Big Ten West. It's possible. They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan. They've already played Penn State. They could win the conference. They could be in the... They could be in the title conference title game against either Ohio State or Michigan. But nobody cares right now around here like they did last week because Louisville won a game. Cards are 3-3, three and three, and I said this Friday. If they lose to Virginia, how do they get to six wins and get to a bowl game? It looked very difficult. You still got to go to NC State. You still got to go to Kentucky. You still have Clemson coming to town. That's not good. That's those are your last three games of the season. Which means these next three games, all at home, are critically important if you want to go to a bowl game. You got Pitt coming in in two weeks. By the way, the noon. Set in stone Louisville football game is now over. They play at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night on the ACC Network. Louisville and Pitt at Cardinal Stadium. Yay, a night game. Woo, very excited. After a week off, you got Pitt coming in. You got a ranked Wake Forest team coming in. And you got a Pitt team that would be ranked if they could have beaten Georgia Tech. Terrible Georgia Tech. And then you got James Madison coming in. I'm a pessimist by nature. I think anybody that listens to this show can tell that I try to be optimistic, but I'm not. I can jinx anybody. I can jinx anybody. Guess who I bet to win the Shriners Open golf tournament this weekend? See if you can guess. 
Patrick Cantlay. He was eight or nine to one. So you put a little green on him. You say he's the best player in the field. He's tied for the lead going to 18, and he triple bogeys. I blame myself because I can bring anybody down. I can jinx anybody. I, I feel like I jinxed Patrick Cantlay. Yes, I am a pessimist. The pessimist in me says Louisville's going to beat Pittsburgh, beat Wake Forest in a bit of an upset over a ranked opponent, and then somehow drop the ball against James Madison. That's the, that's the pessimist in me. I can't help it. I wish I could. It's not going to change. But Louisville has set themselves up with this win against Virginia. And don't forget the win at Central Florida. It could loom huge in the scheme of things. But they have set themselves up now to get to a bowl game. And after the Syracuse game, after the Boston College game, the goal at this point should just be get to a bowl game. You're not going to win the the Atlantic Division of the ACC. You're not going to a New Year's Six bowl game. The goal now, get to a bowl game. Get to six wins somehow. Easiest road to those six victories, win the next three all at home. That's the easiest road. Then anything else is icing. Let's say you go to NC State and pull off a shocker. It's doable. Let's say Clemson comes in here undefeated, all full of themselves, comes to Louisville, they're top five in the country. Pull the upset? I don't think so, but you never know. Louisville beating Clemson at home would be the equivalent of Kentucky beating Georgia at home, in my opinion. And then you go to Kentucky to finish out the season. Well, you got nothing to lose. If you're six and five, you got nothing to lose. That's when you pull out the triple reverse. You pull out the Statue of Liberty, right? The hook and lateral. Block a punt. Fake some punts. Fake a field goal. Pull it all out because it doesn't matter if you're six and five. You're going to go to the same bowl game if you're six and six that you're going to go to if you upset Kentucky and you're seven and five. Let it all hang out. Good win Saturday. Not a great win. Not even an impressive win. But when you got your backup quarterback and your leading rusher is out, well, your leading rusher is your quarterback, your leading running back is out, that's a pretty good win. That's a pretty good win. And Scott Satterfield and the rest of that staff can take a breath here. Can take a breath. Because the vultures were out. They were. What do you think talk radio, sports talk radio, would be in this area today if Louisville had lost after Purdue wins at Maryland? I can tell you exactly what it would be like. Exactly. Overreaction Monday. It's not just the NFL. It's not just pros. It's not just the top 20 teams in the country. It's everywhere. We react to the most recent development. Kentucky is reacting to losing Will Levis and losing to South Carolina at home. Louisville is reacting to going on the road and winning, and you're not talking about Jeff Brom. Indiana lost to Michigan. We expected it. By the way, that was one of my losers in the uh, six-pack. 
I took Michigan, gave the 22 and a half. It was 10 to 10 at halftime. And I thought, okay, all right. I use playing good defense here. They're not turning the ball over. 10-10, you'll take that, no doubt about it. Connor Bazelak threw 48 passes again. Now, I don't know what the plan is, but he's throwing way too many passes. Now, if you can't run the football, you can't run the football. And that seems to be the problem with the Hoosiers. In fact, they fired their offensive line coach after the weekend. Darren Hiller was let go. Former Hoosier Rod Carey, uh, I guess, promoted to offensive line coach. But uh, Darren Hiller out. Tom Allen has seen enough of that offensive line getting destroyed. And that's what happened in the second second half. They got destroyed. Total yards in this game, 469 to 222. And Basilak threw for 203. So if my math, I'm not a math major, but I think Indiana ran for 19 yards. Better than Virginia did against Louisville, but still awful. Basilak was sacked seven times. Michigan outscores Indiana 21-0 in the second half. Why, why can't they just outscore them 24-0 for me so I can win a, win a game? Oh, Texter is correcting me on all of this stuff, and they're right. They play Clemson at Clemson, NC State at home. Yeah, I know. I knew that. And they play Louisville. Uh, they play Kentucky at home, too. I just had all three of them backwards in my head. Doesn't matter. NC State's more winnable that way. I will say that. <sighs> Indiana. Three and three now. Hard to find a win. Hard to find a win. Maybe Rutgers. By the way, Friday night, Nebraska beats Rutgers 14 to 13. And they, the players are celebrating on the field in the Rutgers end zone. What do you, you beat Rutgers. You beat Rutgers. You're Nebraska. Act like you're Nebraska. Now, to be fair, those kids haven't won much. So, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it pass. Indiana, by the way, has Maryland coming in next weekend, Bloomington. The uh, Terps coming off that home loss to Purdue, 4-2. and two. 3.30 ESPN2, Maryland is a 10.5-point favorite in that game. Uh, a road uh, favorite there for Maryland. I'm leaning Indiana. I know it's early in the week, but I'm leaning Indiana. I like to lean. All right, uh, college football. It's a fun weekend. There were some uh, fun games on. Alabama. Whew. The hair of my chinny chin chin, twenty four to twenty. Remember, remember in the summer when Jimbo Fisher made the comments that irked Nick Saban, and oh, everybody marked this on their calendar. I took Alabama in, in the six pack because I thought Alabama would go in at home and try to just beat the snot out of a And M, and they did. The problem was they didn't have their starting quarterback. Bryce Young uh, sat this one out. The backup made some horrifyingly bad mistakes, but Alabama was able to overcome it all and win the game 24 to 20 goal line stand at the end. They dropped from one to three in the AP poll. 
I don't know who the best team in the country is. I, I, I think it's Ohio State. Ohio State scored over 45 points five games in a row now. That's a Big Ten record, if you didn't know. That's a Big Ten record. Bama, uh, I believe, is off this week. They uh, host Mississippi State in two weeks. Mississippi State, I'll mention this again. They're good. They're good. But again, that game's in Tuscaloosa. Georgia beats Auburn 42-10. to uh, They cover the 30-point spread. Felt like it could have been 60-10. to Auburn, uh, or Georgia, excuse me, they started slow again. They started slow. I'll say this. Bo Jackson's not coming through that door, Auburn. Cam Newton's not coming through that door. Pat Dye is not coming through that door. That is, this could be the worst Auburn team you've ever seen. Ever. This is the year if you're those Eastern Division schools, this is the year you wanted Auburn on the schedule. In the rotating year, this is when you wanted Auburn. Ohio State 49, Michigan State 12. Yes, Ohio State's good. C.J. Stroud's probably going to win the Heisman. Michigan State's not good. That is one that Indiana could steal. But it's in East Lansing, end of the year, second to last game. Michigan State's not very good. Number four, Michigan, I mentioned, beat Indiana. Clemson over Boston College, 31-3. Tony Burke's lock of the week. He was right again, 20 and a half, 31-3. Started slow, but uh, Clemson has now moved up to four in the country. Number six, UCLA beat Washington State 30-14. to USC, I should say, beat Washington State 30-14. to uh, they, they just keep winning. Seventh-ranked Oklahoma State over Texas Tech 41-31. to They're 5-0. Tennessee's 5-0 after going to Baton Rouge and beating LSU 40-13. to Yikes. Tennessee's good. Tennessee's really good. Now, I could do without the charcoal uniforms they wore. But if you're going to play like that, if I'm Coach Hypo, you, you can wear whatever you want. If you're going to play like that. 40-13. to 13, Day game at, at LSU is a lot different than a night game. Ninth-ranked Ole Miss trailed by 14 but came back to beat Vanderbilt 52-28. In fact, they ran up the score at the end. Lane Kiffin could have taken a knee at 45-28, to 28, and he did not. He ran it up. UCLA ranked 18th, upset 11th ranked Utah, 42-32. to All right, I'll talk about the six-pack after the break. A little bit of NFL news as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. Eminem Cartage Highline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line open as well, 
414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show at that number, 502-414-1450. All right, back to uh, college football before I get to uh, a little pro football and Major League Baseball as well, if I can get it all in. I am loaded for bear on this Monday. Uh, 12 Frank Oregon beat Arizona 49-22. Oregon is 5-0 since that season-opening loss where they got crushed by Georgia. The Pac-12 is good. I don't know how else to say it. Southern Cal's ranked seventh now. They actually dropped a spot. Tennessee moved ahead of two teams that also won this weekend. They moved ahead of Southern Cal and Oklahoma State. Impressive road victory at LSU. I get it. Eye test tells you Tennessee's really good. They are up to number six in the country. But back to the Pac-12, Southern Cal 6-0, UCLA is 6-0 after that win over Utah. Oregon is 5-0 since that season opening loss to Georgia. The Pac-12, look out here. USC and Utah this weekend. Uh, It might not seem so, but that's juicy. They're both ranked. Utah has won at the Swamp, but they've lost two Conference games, um, they're still ranked 20th in the country, and they're a four-point favorite at home over USC this weekend, 8 o'clock on Fox, Saturday night. Uh, Odds makers know more than anybody, by the way. Keep that in mind. Here's another top 25 matchup. NC State ranked 15th. They actually dropped a spot this week. They won against Florida State Saturday, 19-17. The Wolfpack is 5-1 now. The only losses to Clemson. Florida State blew that game. They blew it. I got a text from from, uh, Tony Burke. Hey, are you watching this game? What is Florida State doing? They threw an interception in the last two minutes in field goal range, down two points. And NC State was able to intercepted, get a first down. Devin Leary, the quarterback for the Wolfpack, went out with an injury, had a sling on at the end of the game over on the sideline. Widely considered the leading candidate for player of the year in the ACC in the preseason, quarterback of the year in the preseason. He goes down, and they hang on and beat Florida State 19-17. Here's an, here's an interesting this is 3.30 ACC Network on Saturday. It's not ABC. It's not ESPN. Two top 25 teams. NC State at Syracuse. The Cuse is undefeated. Who saw that coming? 18th ranked NC State, or Syracuse, 15th ranked NC State in Syracuse at the Dome. And Syracuse is a three-point favorite at home over NC State. I love looking at spreads, man. Alabama-Tennessee this weekend. Number three and number six in Knoxville. Alabama seven and a half. Seven and a half. Now, will Bryce Young be back? Because it makes a difference. It makes a difference. The backup quarterback is electric. 
He's also turnover prone. Uh, a couple other top 25 matchups. You know about Kentucky hosting Mississippi State, number 16 against number 22. Mississippi State's seven-point favorite. That's an SEC network game. And then the noon on Fox, you get the Michigan Wolverines again. They're hosting Penn State. Penn State is coming off a bye week, which makes it very interesting. Seven points is the number there. Michigan's a seven-point favorite at home against the Nittany Lions. Noon on Fox, which I'm going to guess is 11 a.m. Michigan time. Back to the scoreboard, 15th-ranked Wake Forest. They beat uh, Army in a non-conference tilt, 45-10. to 10. My other loss, uh, college loss, I was 0-3 for 3 in college this week. I gave you Michigan. They didn't just didn't get quite a, quite enough points for me. Um, Alabama, they were a twenty-four point favorite. They only scored twenty-four, so that was not good. And I gave you a BYU in Vegas against Notre Dame, home game for the Irish. They broke out the Shamrock Series uniforms, and you can be a traditionalist all you want. Those uniforms were awesome. They were great. A lot of sparkly gold on those white Notre Dame uniforms. BYU had cool uniforms too. Notre Dame wins at 28-20. to 20. Uh, The Cougars were ranked 16th in the country, not anymore. And Notre Dame has won three in a row now under Marcus Freeman. That's a nice win over a pretty good BYU team. That's a nice win. 17th-ranked TCU went into Lawrence and knocked off previously undefeated and 19th-ranked Kansas, 38-31. TCU is 5-0. They got a quarterback named Max Dugan, Duggan, Dugan, who's really good, and TCU is really good. They've got Oklahoma State this weekend, top 25 matchup. That is on ABC, 330. Eighth-ranked Cowboys, 13th-ranked Horned Frogs. TCU is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Kansas State beat Iowa State, 10-9. Woo! Slobber knocker. 20th-ranked Wildcats, 10-9 over the the, uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Matt Campbell's name is not coming up so much in these job openings all of a sudden. You got to leave when you're hot, man. When you're the hot commodity and you get a job offer, you got to go. If that's what you want to do, you got to go. Unless you're married to the hometown you're in and your hometown sweetheart and the kids are in good schools and all of that stuff, you got to go when you're a hot commodity. Ask the guy at Wichita State, the basketball coach, crazy with the crazy wife. I can't remember his name right now. But when they were number one in the country, he got job offers. He should have gone. Now he's stuck at Wichita State. They're not any good anymore. She's still crazy. (laughs) I'd like to be a fly on that wall. Why didn't you take those jobs? Well, honey, I I thought I'd get a better job offer. You're in Wichita. When you're good, get out of Wichita. Nothing against Wichita. Arizona State pulled the upset over Washington. That's it's Pac-12, man, I'm telling you. Arizona State fired Herm Edwards. They're awful. They're 1-4 coming in. 
and they beat a ranked opponent in the Washington Huskies 45-38. to Congratulations, Sun Devils. That's probably the most impressive victory of the weekend. Nobody cares, but it is. Mississippi State, I mentioned, beat Arkansas 40-17. to They've double-digited Arkansas and Texas A&M in the last two weeks. Mike Leach got something going here, and they're running the football. This is not Mike Leach, air raid, throw it all over the place. He's got a really good quarterback in Will Rogers. Greg Marshall, Tony Burke tells me, is the guy at Wichita State. Couldn't think of, I knew it was Greg. I couldn't think of his last name. He should have gone to Marshall. It's better than Wichita. Mississippi State's good, is my point. 24th ranked Cincinnati beat South Florida. 28 to 24. Not a good win. Not a not an impressive win for the Bearcats, but it is a win. They're now five and one. And Purdue, as I mentioned, beat Maryland 31-29 in College Park, Maryland. The uh Terrapins went for two at the end of the game, got it, but there was a penalty. They had to try it again, and they didn't get it. It was one of those where you go, Purdue's going to blow it again here. They're going to blow it again. They blew it against Penn State. They blew it against Syracuse. They're going to blow it again. And they tried. They tried to blow it. And they did. But Maryland wouldn't give it away. Wouldn't let Purdue give it away. So there you go. There's your top 25 recap. Non-top 25 game. Texas beat Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. They used to call it a shootout, but uh, that's politically incorrect anymore. You can't call it the Red Rivalry, the, the uh, uh, Red River shootout. I, I, I'll never understand it. I don't think it hurts anybody. Hurts somebody's feelings, I guess. It's the Red River rivalry now. 49 to nothing. That's not much of a rivalry game. Brent Venables, how long is he going to last at Oklahoma? Is he going to last as long as Howard Schnellenberger lasted? Jeez. He was a hot coach, man. Brent Venables for years. Defense coordinator at Clemson. He had his pick of jobs year after year after year. Waited and waited and waited. Oklahoma, got to take that one. Well, their defense can get better, right? He's a defensive guy. They had no defense for Quint, Quinn Ewers and the uh, – Longhorns, they had no offense against Texas. That was a turn this game off early. This is over. Texas is back in the top 25 now. Oklahoma, well, they were in it at the beginning of the year. They are toast. They've been been toast. They've been hapless. They play Kansas this weekend in Oklahoma. They play Kansas. Oklahoma is a seven and a half point favorite at home against 19th ranked Kansas. They'll probably cover because that's one of those spreads where you look at it and you go, they're terrible. They, they've given up 49, 55, and 41 in their last three games, all losses to Texas, TCU, and Kansas State, respectively. Hundred and forty five points in three games. By the way, the Detroit Lions leading scorers in the NFL got shut out by New England yesterday. I'll talk more NFL tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.